Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we're here tonight for episode 83, wherein we will be discussing two Next Generation episodes, The Enemy and The Price. These are episodes 7 and 8 of season 3, which so far has been a better season than either the first or second season, in my opinion. In the enemy, Galarnan Core. Where are we actually? Is that what it's called, Galarnan Core? Yep. That's the planet. Okay. So in this episode, there's an away team down in the Galarnan Core. Not really sure why they're there, but they are. Distress call. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what it was? That's right. They, they kind of told you about it out of order. They're like, they're, they're just out on this planet. And then they go back and they're like, oh, it was a distress call. So that's why we're here, by the way. Oh, well, that explains why and I missed like, it. Thanks, Picard. I also watched this episode pretty late last night. So um, anyway, they're on the Galorn... Galorn... You just say it again. Galorn Car. Thank you. So that's where they are. And they are attacked, I think. Sounds right. That sounds like something that they do. Yeah. And basically, the long story short is everybody gets the fuck out except Jordy because he fell down a <laughs> hole like a fucking they idiot. Attacked. Well, what actually happened? It was just shitty out. It was just a storm. <laughs> it was a bad Is that day. really what happened? There was a storm and they found the, the guy passed out and he did kind of like rush him. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, a ambush. Well, okay. Anyway, so, and they take their new Romulan, so they, yeah, they're kind of like attacked sort of by this little Romulan dude, but he's all injured and shit, so they all beam up, but Jordy is in the bottom of a gigantic fucking pit. Again, Without like, even a, a nice soft Beverly to break his fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Ames. And at first he can't find his visor, and he's like, oh shit, I'm blind. He finds his visor, thank God, but also I think foreshadows a little bit of what happens later. Mm. And at any rate, he like does some really sweet phasering maneuvers and like makes himself a couple of like climbing picks so he can get out of the hole that he fell into. Rand would be proud. Mm. But yeah, so he climbs out and he runs afoul of another Romulan who has a phaser and pushed him around like a little bitch. But it turns out that the radiation on the planet is messing with the people who are staying on the planet. And so this Romulan, there's other stuff going on. I'll get back to that. This Romulan is like not able to use his legs and Jordy is starting to like lose his vision. And the two of them have to work together to not die. But thankfully, back on the Enterprise, Picard is talking with the Romulan commander of the mothership or whatever, where these Romulans came from. And uh, it turns out, guys, uh, this is like in Enterprise space. So this is like, what the fuck are the Romulans doing here? Yeah. Naughty, naughty Romulans. And oh, they just got lost. Yeah, it was a yeah half a light year away, whatever the fuck <laughs> Picard said. So the Romulan commander, captain, whatever the hell he is, is like, well, we're going to come to the edge of the neutral zone. You better give me back my dude. And Picard's like, eh, yeah, sure. But he's not going to do that because the Romulan dude is super sick and they don't have the right blood to give him. And the only person on board the ship who has the right stuff, whoa, oh, 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 the right stuff, is Worf. 
And Worf is like, fuck no, I'm not giving any of my enzymes or whatnot stem cells to this Romulan. (laughs) They killed my parents. And thankfully, the Romulan is totally on board because he's like, I would literally rather die than have your blood corrupting my my body. And then the Romulan dies. So he got what he wanted and everyone's happy. No, wait, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. So the Romulans now are like, oh, you like let my guy die and I'm going to fuck you up and Picard's like if you come into the our side of space you better better be ready to fight and also also thankfully Wesley the boy the boy has saved the day by I don't know dropping a beacon for Jordy to find like, manipulate it with his visor but his visor's not working because of the gamma radiation so once again he and the Romulan have to work together the Romulan who is uh, which one was that was that gesundheit Bukhra. That sounds like some Klingon shit. It right? did a little. Especially when you say it. You sound like, um, what's his... Tomkovma. Yeah, no, but you sound like Vuch. 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 Uh, anyway. It's just a man having a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> That's your name? That's why the Discovery Klingons are bald. They actually... Lick themselves clean yeah. with their really mm. weird long tongues. Makes no sense. They got two of them. Uh, Yikes. One for each no, that's dick? their dicks. Oh no, well, you got to have a really long tongue. Okay, well, well we've gone we're almost, places. We're almost at the end, Caitlin. Yeah, so the point is, I don't know, they're about to, war is about to happen, and then Jordy and his new boyfriend, Bokhra, show up, and they're like, actually, he was wicked helpful. Yeah, he was pretty helpful too. And they're like, can we have our dude back? And they're like, yup. And that's it, I think. I don't really Best remember their being. Forever. Yeah, no, BFFs now. So we learned a special lesson. Romulans are just like us, and... Oh. But it's still okay to let them die if they killed your parents. Uh, I think that's generally accepted as true. Anyway. Anyway, I didn't synopsize it well, but I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh, Anyway, then there was the price. There are two main storylines here. One of them is... Bhavani Arbazarn is trying to sell a wormhole that uh, she thinks goes to the Gamma Quadrant. Bazani is a Bazarn. Oh, no, thank wait. you. What the fuck is it? Bhavani. Bhavani is, the, is her oh, name. Oh, her name is ba- Bhavani. Bazarn. She is Bar-Zarn a bar- is the planet. Is it Bazarn or Barzan? Barzan. 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 Okay, anyway. Tarzan. Bar Harbar. Bar Harbar? Vogh. Gesundheit. I think I already said that one, but that's fine. So anyway, Bhavani, who is a Barzan, is trying Oh my god, the fun never ends here, folks. (laughs) She's trying to sell a wormhole. She thinks it goes to the Gamma Quadrant and thinks that because it the opening appears on her side at the same time every 232 minutes or something. But in fact, we find out, because we send a probe in, that it actually does not always go to the Gamma Quadrant. It maybe, maybe it does do every fourth time. We might never know. We almost certainly will never know. Someone will figure it out. But at any rate, she's trying to auction this thing off. There are representatives from the Federation, which, I mean, I understand, like, getting to the Gamma Quadrant would be awesome, but I sort of am like, really, where you guys are at an auction? That's weird. Also, Daimon Goss, who uh, kind of Ferengis his way into the negotiations. <laughs> Typical. Sort of like, I would say a Ferengi invites himself to negotiations kind of like Maleficent invites herself to birthday parties. You didn't invite me, what the fuck? I'm going to kill your that baby. frequently happens? I don't know. I feel like dark fairies are always cursing babies in the fairy tales, aren't they? I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's also, yeah, Seth Mendoza, who's the Federation representative, 
Leor, who is a Caldonian representative, and <gasps> the sensual, sensuous Devanani Rall, who is the negotiator for the Chrysalians, which yeah. I feel like they're butterflies. Chrysalis aliens, even though aliens isn't spelled that way. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so deciding they just that they're put butter- alien in the name butterfly so they know. aliens. <laughs> So yeah, we're negotiating, and Rawl and Troy are, like, wicked into each other. And it turns out the reason why they're so, like, inexplicably drawn to each other is because, bum bum bum, Rawl is also part Betazoid, and he's been using his empathic powers to read people on the other sides of negotiations so he can, like, twist shit his way. Turns out he's really good at it because he knocks out the Caldonian representative just by being like, it sounds like a lot of paperwork, don't you think? We hate paperwork. <laughs> we can't write with these cloven hoof hands I like ours. their hands. They were cool. Uh, yeah, Not so, so much the pace makeup. That wasn't as good. No, it was a little weird. Cool. The hands were a nice touch, though. So Rawl puts Troy in the bone zone, which is awesome. And she and Crusher have some girl talk over some weird <laughs> yoga or something. It just looked like stretching to me, actually. Well, I'm, they, I'm they, they, were, they were getting to the scissoring. Yeah, no, that's how. No, well, I mean, as, as most liberate, people, man. as most people know, yeah, that is actually the 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 normal warm up for scissoring. So. Yeah. Naturally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the required costumes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to jump into that without a little warm-up. You're going to throw your back out or something. Anyway, Jordy and Data are sitting in a tree. E-X-P-L-O-R-I-N-G. A wormhole, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is, this is, everything's fucked up. We need to go back immediately. And they try to warn the Ferengi, and the Ferengi are like, we're stupid and don't want to listen to you. And also, why haven't they figured out how to make prosthetic teeth that don't make us sound like we have balls in our mouths, but also <laughs> a lisp? And so I think they die, yeah? They dead? We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, something happens to them. I don't really know what, but I think they might be dead. They get stuck in the game, in the Delta Quadrant. Oh, for, that's right, that's right, that's right. There's plenty of, there's plenty of stuff out there. Yeah, lots of stuff. Anyhow, so Devanani Rawl uses his empathic... Oh. Yes, and probably his tongue. Also fingers, I'm guessing. Maybe some toys. Handcuffs? I feel like Troy would like handcuffs. Anyway, so he uses his empathy, empathic abilities, whatever, to weasel his way through. He, like, wins the negotiation or whatever. And it turns out, though, that he and Damon Goss were working together... (gasps) To try to prey upon the the fears of Bhavani and, you know, again, win the wormhole. Which is very naughty, and uh, Troy is not impressed by his lack of ethics, and she outs him to everybody, which I thought was kind of not cool. I understand why she did it. We can discuss it. Hmm. But at any rate, they're outed. They now own a completely useless fucking wormhole, because who knows where it goes when. It's a great way to get rid of prisoners. Ferengi, yes. Luck of the Ferengi prisoners. And Troy loses what I'm guessing was like the best dick she ever got because she was real into it. I think, and, and we'll get we'll get to this, but I think Troy's been having more luck with late with a with a getting some than Riker has in this series so far. I like that. Hmm. I mean, you don't know what's going on between the scenes. That's true. I I suspect that Riker is just kind of going down the list of like female. Yeoman. <laughs> Yeoman, yeah. Just plowing his way through it alphabetically. So I tried checking. As far as I can tell from a quick Google, this is the only reference to the Chrysalians, and we don't know what they look like. So, yes, butterfly, you want to think they butterfly are butterfly monsters. people, there is nothing to contradict you. I like it. Anyway. The enemy. I liked the enemy, actually. I thought it was pretty good. 
I did too. I was I expecting liked... it to involve more rectal discharge. That was between the scenes, as we were uh, saying. I, I knew. <laughs> I mean, when when Troy fell into that pit, I was like, "Oh, there it is." That was Jordy. Uh, yeah, Jordy. Whatever. But but <laughs> interesting that you say because apparently in an early draft, Troy was supposed to also be with Jordy on the planet. But then they realized he probably tried to touch her boobs while she was unconscious, yeah. so they figured they wouldn't well, send him. Well, them well it just together. really wouldn't have made sense to have her on that mission if both of them were That's covered true. in That's true. Why would she be on the mission? But but Marina Sirtis was none too pleased when they cut that whole scene because she was like, oh good, I get to go on a planet and do a thing. Mm. I get to hang out with this Romulan, our, our friend Bokhra. She would like t- get him from attacking Jordy and help. But it means... And instead, she got, she got like, one fucking line. I mean, but then, then they remembered Jordy, she was a woman. Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't matter that it was Geordi, but I think it's important that it was only one person. That's true. Yeah, like, it, it, but also, again, like, what, what, if you're going to be sending... Like, if anything, it just begs the question, if they thought there was a distress call, why didn't they send... A pro. A doctor. Or, yeah, a pro. Really. You know, like, quick, send the doctor! No, I'm not the physician, not the psychiatrist. Close enough. Because <laughs> there's no reason to send a counselor on that mission, unfortunately. Like for, for, yeah. her, for her. Well, she could but... use her empathing to find him in oh, the in the general area. Ma- okay, that could have been a justification. And this episode was interesting in that it, the cold open was very cold. Yeah, like, like, I, thought, like, I thought I thought you're I here now. Something. You're you're yeah. on the planet. Shit's fucked. There's a thunderstorm and it's scary. <laughs> and Lord was hiding under the bed. And there's techno babble dust everywhere, which is fucking with our instruments. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 talk about Worf because his plot really interested me. Because mm. yeah, like pretty pretty good. N- they did not do anything I expected with him. You thought you thought he was in a good give, way. You thought he was going to give his bone marrow in a good way or a bad way. In a good way. Okay. Because I was expecting them to sort of take the easy way out and have him for one reason Learn a or lesson. another. Yeah, like either go. Oh, fine. Or have maybe Picard just go, Mr. Wolf, I order you. Mm. Or alternately, just to be a complete, you know, sort of fuck you, pal. I half expected him. The guy was like, I don't want to be polluted by your Klingon blood. Like, him well, to go, no, just to spite you. Yeah, like, huh. Oh. Excuse me. Doctor, I'm ready to donate as much blood as you can so, possibly take so out of my doctor, how mind. much do I have to pee into his mouth while he's asleep? <laughs> <laughs> like, can I also oh. do a little poo in there? It kind of, in a weird way, almost would have been amazing if he was the, like, spite resolution, because that's kind of hysterical. Mm. But I appreciate that the show's like, no, he is he is gonna stand his ground, right or wrong, and that Romulan is gonna die. Yeah, a lot of the writing staff and Michael Dorn were really uncomfortable with the, this is a really, like, unethical thing for Worf to do, and we don't know if this is something we want to have it's in not the show. It's not, wait a minute, it's not unethical. You don't have to give someone your blood. But if I think you don't that was want also, to? also the point too. But you know, as the the idea is, as the audience, you're like, you know, the expectation of a Starfleet officer is they're going to do whatever they can to save a life. He didn't take the Hippocratic oath, no matter what. But yeah, but you know, Starfleet—they're above petty bullshit. But luckily, Klingons aren't. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's it's interesting. This I realize this is probably the first in a, in a long line of Worf stories that kind of do that, where it's like, wow. Worf just did that. Okay. Yeah, but no, I, I, because again, I was like, oh, of course, it's, it's Star Trek. Of course, he's going to either. I mean, I figured it would be more. Po- he would see the light, or again, I was like, all right, he'll see the spike. Either way, but no, they, <laughs> they just said, no, we're, we're going with this. We are running with it, and I am duly impressed by that. No, I like it too. I good think for it was, them. It was, yeah. it was a bold. It's move. good for his character too. Yeah. 
And it was good for the Romulan character to be like, no, we hate each other too much to live. Yeah, and I think that, you know... Yes, yeah. I, I have nothing to add now that yeah. I... Our other I Romulan character, on the other hand, is super cool with continuing living, Bokra. <laughs> I liked him. He was kind of cute. And he and Jordy made a very cute couple. I liked them together. Me too. Although, come on, Jordy. He's... I get it. He was helping him out. Like, the rocks fell on him. But he didn't think to just quickly disarm, disarm him, him. <laughs> before dragging him into the cave. Well, well, that would just be unethical. We can't have two unethical moves in this in this one episode. Yeah, it, it would it would not make. Okay, all right. I saved your life. Oh, you're you're still pointing a gun at me. I mean, let's be fair. You could even justify it as I'm afraid. I don't think it would be unethical to arm him. He is an enemy combatant. But you could also just justify it as well. Look, I didn't want the gun to accidentally go off while I was moving him. Exactly. <laughs> Although, in a weird way, I think that if Jordy had done that. I don't think they're they would have had the same relationship. Yeah, no, no. I feel like if if they did the old ta- ta- the turntables have turned maneuver, and you know Jordy now has the upper hand. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. Bokra. Bokra is uh, is gonna be the uh, one talking Jordy down to let's be friends. Yeah, and yeah, similarly, yeah. you know, I guess the another way they could do is have Jordy somehow dispose of the gun to try to prove anything was fine, but that again wouldn't have had the same. Mm. It, it still, it, you yeah, know, it had to happen that way to work. Yeah, but yeah, so the Galorndon core. Mm, what a shitty planet. What a shitty planet. You know, why, cause, so they say, oh, maybe the Romulans are coming here so they can set up some kind of a base, secret base for their secret Romulan agenda. Mm. This sounds like a terrible place to put a base. Well, if I think the speculation was that, oh, well, it's inside Federation space, but no one's ever going to go there. Because it's a ship. And sensors... You can't really detect shit on the surface. Because of the magnetic Yeah, but then they can barely whatever. get off. Well, they could build... <laughs> you know, unlike Jordy. Uh, I'm sure they could Actually, construct like their Jordy. ships. Yeah, I was going to say Jordy. Shielding and whatnot. But if you did want to get oh my a God. mass of fleet inside Federation space... Do you think that's why Jordy went blind? <laughs> oh, shit. I never thought of that. No, um, he was born that way. He said so in the episode. Ooh, baby, I was born this way. It's also possible. I was born this way. It's also possible you can utilize the Gaga. Yes. We already had her predecessor, Lime Lady Gaga, in TOS. From the episode with the... Shauna. Yeah, with the callers, remember? Hey, hey, hey. The one with the big green wig and the silver... Where they were forced to, to fight. fight in the fighting, the Quatlus. I bet Trelly Quatlus on the on the man with the axe. I They're all looking at me. Quatlus, Quatlus. How come they weren't paying for uh, the thing in the episode with Quatlus? Well, they weren't a, involved. When I think of Quatlus, all I can really think of is Futurama, That's and I fair. don't particularly remember this episode. No. Was she hot? Yeah, yeah. she's hot. She's oh. green hair. It's the, it's the same one where the burly, like, yellow alien that kind of looked like B. Arthur wanted to fuck Chekhov, and Chekhov probably fucked her. It's the one... Oh, it's they can Kurt... put it in cages. Yeah. And kisses they, her and like... punches her. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Famous, oh, that's famous pretty, gift. That's pretty fucking kinky. <laughs> Jesus. I think you said that at the time, yes. Oh, well. But uh, anyway, we got off course. It's possible also the Not planet... Us. It's almost like we don't have a star to steer by. It's, oh. it's, <laughs> it's the title of the podcast. We don't know exactly how wide-ranging the effects of the weird bullshit with the planet are. You could maybe even hide a whole, like, orbiting construction facility behind it. Maybe you could 
I, if it right. orbits, then it comes around the other side, though. Yeah, Gio's fingers orbit. <laughs> he could hide the salami. <laughs> no, that's Shitty. the next. That's the next episode. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, 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 there's there's uh, funny things you could do with that little shithole backwater crap planet. Frankly, I've, it sounds like it's more fucking trouble than it's worth. Yeah, though. I say give Why it to the Romulans. They should just Genesis that shit. It's, they it's, should. It's, it's, Section it's, 24 it's, it's whatever. It's half a light year inside Federation Order 24. space. That's why they'd want it. Yeah, I know. Because the Federation keeps an eye on shit on the neutral zone, okay? So you gotta get your shit together. Oh, it's true. That's right. They just want They want an outpost there so they can like slowly but surely sneak yeah. in those shifty sons of bitches. Hey, the Federation. Did we mention that we're back? Yes, two seasons ago. Shut up. Every um, time we see you. Actually, I, I also like the, the Romulans overall in this episode, though. They were a little more what I'd expect from the yeah, Romulans, they were they, they felt like they were on top of their shit. Sleezing around. Yeah, being kind of in character. We, mm. meet, we meet Tomalak, yeah, whom we will see uh, again. First really? appearance of the celebrated Tomalak. Oh, neat. Yeah, he's a, he's... I kept thinking his name was Tomahawk, Me and too. I was really confused by it. I was like, why is his name Tomahawk? This is uncomfortable. Although Tomalak's not much better, because that just makes me think of like, Similac, so I feel like he's some sort of faux milk thing. What's Similac? Oh. I think it's like baby formula or something. Yeah, How many no. times do we see Tomalak? Four, I think. So they, they when they, they bring our friend Patak, which is the Romulan who dies. Patak? Patak. Isn't, yeah, that, the, is, isn't that the Klingon word for shit? I don't know. I don't know, is it? I think I think that's like a used as like an insult between Klingons. You Patak! This is Patak. Patak. Anyway. Anyway. Because... They bring Patak on board. I did not Patak in my plans. Or not. Or we can just do that. Okay, they bring they bring that piece of shit on board. Go on. <laughs> and they bring him into the transporter room. And instead of like a stretcher or a gurney or something, they bring him a medical lounger? No, that was like the future space gurney. What the fuck was that? It was a prop People that they had. People would want to get injured all the time if you get to ride on that thing. I also don't know why, if it was so critical, why don't they just beam directly to sickbay? Well, they didn't know at the time who was beam- beaming up. Oh, well. Yeah, they only had a vague idea that it might have been a Romulan. Oh, well, why, if he was that critically injured, why don't they then beam him to sickbay? Well, I think they also instead wanted... Instead of dragging him through the hall. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they they wanted to make war... Penitent or something. Because, mm. like, Picard made a point of having him be part of the guard, and it was like, Picard, he's not gonna learn anything from this. Mm. Mm. That was actually another thing I was thinking might happen. That, again, I'm glad they didn't. This guy would beam up, and it's like, oh no, he needs the same procedure, and Worf would go, oh, fine! This so, one we like. So he's again, kinda cute. Again, like, thank you, show, for not doing the obvious thing. I've never trusted Romulans, and I never will. Never forgive them for the death of my parents. Famous, which is famous line spoken by yeah. Worf. Which I, yeah, I <laughs> Worf T. Kirk. Mm-hmm. I actually like Worf Tiberius. That sounds good. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So that was that mm. episode. It yeah. sure was great. Jordy has a funny line when when he's talking with Bokra, and he's like. I want, I'm not lying. I never lie when there's sand in my oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. There's a snake in my boo. What has to be in your shoes for you to not lie, Jordy? Jello? And then the, the, the sight gag when he actually ends up taking his boot off and there's like a pound of sand. That falls it was a lot of sand. Was so much sand. sand. That's How much like, is up his ass crack? Ex- that's a patah. Yeah. Amount of sand. Seriously, Apparently. he's just sitting there. He's like, oh, this is why they used to wear such high boots. Jesus. But that was a tuck, high tuck boot. It, tuck it into your fucking no, pants. I'm just imagining that, like, you know, as uh, as Patak would, or no, no, uh, 
Bakra was following him around with the phaser, he was like tossing little handfuls of sand <laughs> into the top of his boot. Like, hey, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I like that head But no, c- compared to the TOS boots, uh, Starfleet boots have never gotten quite that high again, which yeah, is Yeah, but thankfully the bad. pants are a little more fucking reasonable, though, and some That's... of those fucking goofy capri You, you didn't pants. like the flare? The flare? The, the flare Shin capris? Flares? Yeah, no, I was all set. Mm. I thought they were nice. They give, they give you length. They make you look tall, like bell bottoms. Is that why they wore them? Because Kirk was also I think so. a, a, along with along with being uh, very vain about how fat he was. He also didn't want people to think he was short. Actually, yeah. wasn't Chekhov the short one? Probably. Wasn't Chekhov well, like five like, foot nothing? Well, he was also like eight. They probably just didn't feel like what an ugly child. <laughs> they probably just didn't feel like having to have everyone tuck their trousers into their boots every week. Probably a pain in the ass. Look at that time Doc had to wear the big Nazi boots. Mm. I don't remember. Did he have a lot of problems with boots? He couldn't get them yeah, on. Weren't they the wrong size? They were the wrong size. I don't know. Yeah, they beat him down to big feet. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this episode, not this TOS. Episode. Speaking of McCoy, though, Jordy's hmm? heartbeat monitor, even better than McCoy's. Because <laughs> he uses his visor to check on, uh, on what right. Bulker is doing. He's like, buddy, I, I canceled out my heartbeat, and I can hear your heartbeat using my special machine machine. Finny's still on board. <laughs> it's like, we've, I've canceled out both heartbeats, and there's still one heartbeat. Finny! <laughs> one heartbeat, one Finny! <laughs> that is the gift that keeps on giving. I was really going to say is. that that wharf line was the gift that keeps on giving. That too. So I think both in both cases, the gifts that keep on giving. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I've amused myself. What else have I got? It was decent, but not yeah. a ton happened. I liked it, though. I oh, thought, yeah, no, it was I thought fine. It was, yeah, I yeah. thought it was, it was, it was good. Again, I, 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 like... I, I can't tell, I can't tell you why I liked it, but I liked it. I, mean, I, I definitely what... preferred the wharf half to the Geordie half. I think I'm the other way around, actually. Really? I, I liked, liked them both. I liked the Geordie half. I was actually played reading. both together. Yeah, I was reading up on it, and um, that section of the episode was based on the movie The Defiant Ones, hmm. in which a white prisoner and a black prisoner are in a chain gang, and they're manacled to each other, and they escape. They, and they're like, oh, they'll kill each other in, in hours. Don't worry don't worry about them. We'll track Blacks them down. Blacks and whites we'll living together? What? Mass, mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they learn to cooperate and work together, and they develop a mutual respect, and it's cute until one of them dies. Or, or the famous science fiction film, Enemy Mind. That's what I was thinking of, mm-hmm. yeah. It's basically this episode. Kind of, yeah, except no one winds up pregnant. That's true. What was that movie? Well, we don't know. It was, Maybe a, it was, Troy a, it was basically a human and an alien get stuck on a shitty planet. And have to work together to survive. Yeah. But they're there for much longer, and I think it's just... I haven't seen it in years. If ever in full, I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway. Anything else on the enemy? I think we, we liked it enough. Yeah, there just wasn't a ton, like... Oh. For me, the main point of discussion is the ethical issue with Worf. And then Geordi's story happens, but there's not much. But, well, I think but Wesley I think saves the day! Oh, yes, yes. Parallels. Between the two stories. Right? Sure, sure. So I think that's I think that's why they go well together in the episode. Oh yeah, they do. I just for me, it's like the more for me personally, the more interesting aspect is because again, yes, as I said, the parallels are obvious, but the results are different, which I like. Well, it's, you know, you have these two guys getting over their prejudice, and then you have Worf 
and the other guy, the, the dying Romulan. Who are just like, yeah, no, Prejudice is great. Dude. Yeah, and you see, you see the implications that happened there. Like, that almost started full-out war with the Romulans. Yeah. Yeah. And Picard's and fucking dad speech wouldn't have even worked because the guy was already dead. No, and that yeah. kind of diminished the dad speech. I yeah. liked the dad speech, and then, like... Worf, go to your room! I don't know, and also the final confrontation with Tom Locke where he's like, all right, we're going to lower the shields now, so we're going to trust you. I thought that was nice. Yeah, it was. It was good. The price. The price. Now, it the wasn't price, right. Is is the price. Also, the titles lately suck. Can I just say that? The titles of the, the episodes are stupid. The noun. Who yeah, I mean, nouns the nouns? I mean, here's next week. Next week is, is the defector no, and the works. vengeance factor, and then we have uh, like the, the hunted and the high ground. It's like they go they go they go through the thaws. They, they go through the the thaws. The, they're in a the phase right now. And I think mm. it's stupid. Mm. You know, a lot of languages don't even have a the. That's true. Mm. So without spoiling too much, Spoilers. I'm just gonna say I think that, Yard that, eyes? that this that this episode and Sorry, its sister episode <laughs> might be the second longest gap between two parters. Interesting. Because this this episode does have a second part. It does, yes. The price does? Yeah. Yes. Oh I know what we're talking about. Um does that mean we're getting is my boyfriend gonna return? No. No, um, no it's the it's another part. Oh the wormhole You'll, returns. We'll get to it in a long time. Long time. time. Like, so I say, I actually, long so let's gap. let's is talk it a movie? No. No. It's let's not talk that long. Let's talk about your boyfriend. Longer. longer. Whoa! It's it's a different two, series. It's two series away. Wow! All right. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. talk about your boyfriend here, because first of all, he's Mr. reprehensible. Uh, he's what? He's reprehensible. Why? Because he's a fucking monster. But, and second of all, he looks like he walked straight out of TOS. He looks like he walked straight out of a Scientology recruitment video, <laughs> or that. I think he'd be a really good live action Archer. Not as good as John Hamm, but I, like I second think, choice. I don't think he's got the chin. I don't think he's got the chin for it. Mm. I'm being funny. He's like, got, but he's got the eyes for it. Chin. Yeah. Yo, you do. Slap a blonde wig on him, he can be Barry. Which oh, one's Barry? Oh, Barry. oh God. The guy from Odin. Barry? Who winds you up asshole! Yeah. Winds yeah, up the cyborg. Yeah. yeah. But no, really, like he had a very 60s look. Yeah, you're like, right. He totally did. Like He, put a little he bit had of, one of those 60s faces. He yeah. Pike that you were supposed to have. He did, yeah. There was a pike quality. Like he put a, If you took this screen cap and put like sort of a grain over it to make it look like a 60s still, and you said, hey, it's from TOS, someone would probably go, yeah, I'd believe that. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's dressed kind of neutrally. Yeah, yeah. But no, he's a fucking prick. He's also a cretin. Yeah, sure. I don't, those aren't mutually, mutually exclusive. He, like, Easy immediately, like, as... I think, which one of you said it during the episode? But he, like, he, he just crossed the line immediately. Oh, I said it. It was me. Wildly inappropriate. Let me sniff your hair. Well, he yeah. could tell from her, you know, because he could... Em- well, yeah, empath, at the time, he could we, empath her. We didn't know he was an empath. He could hear her we vagina just he was churning. a rapist. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess empathic <laughs> consent, but that's a whole fucking weird thing I don't want to try to unpack. I don't even think she gave empathic consent. I mean, I don't know. He seems to think she did. Just because wow. she was excited doesn't mean... Well, yeah, either way, so he's he 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 has no sense of uh, properly obtaining consent. Well, it was the 80s. No one cared about that then. And that... Well, true, but... That aside, even then, if we we make it a relic percentage, he just, he just uses everyone and everything. He's a bad man, and I don't like him. He is a bad man. If I agree with that. He's not a good man. But if you are a fucking like, here's the thing. He's a great negotiator. Oh yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a Slytherin. I'm like, he's doing a great job. 
I mean, he, he is using his advantage. Yeah, What's wrong with that? that? He's he opportunistic. That, he has that great conversation with Troy being like, I'm an empath. I use it to do my negotiation stuff. You're an empath. You use it for your therapy stuff. Like, what? Like, how much of this is, is actually a problem? Well, it's not so much that he uses it in his negotiations. He also uses it to get laid. You know, using it on her was really shitty. That's yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I agree have... that he was a scummy piece of shit in terms of, like... I have no problem that. with him like, using his abilities in negotiation secretly. That I'm fine with. That, like, yeah, you've got an advantage, yeah. and you're gonna Leor play... Leor would have backed out no matter what, and but he it, figured it out sooner yeah. than anybody else. But it's everything else. It's his involvement with Troy, and the fact that he tries to use her as a weapon against Riker, which Did is he shitty. Know that she really wanted ice cream? <laughs> he never gets her fucking ice cream! He's not that empathic. He's oh. only a quarter beta Z. Give this woman her fucking ice cream. But no, no like, I, yeah, again, like, I am completely on his side in the case of, like, if he didn't use her as a tool and wasn't creepy to her, I'd have nothing against him. Well, yeah, no, you use that shit, man. Run with it. You don't have to tell a soul. It's everything else he does where I'm just like, fuck you, dude. I did think it was gross that she outed him, though. Like, I know she had to do it, but it just felt gross. Mm. I don't know. I'm torn. Please. No, I don't know. I, I just like, I mean, again, he totally was a shit and like was really bad to her. And honestly, considering the events that everything, like the way everything went down, did he mean anything he said? Like, exactly. Who knows, yeah. right? Like we really don't know. We like, don't. We have no idea because we know that he was colluding with the Russians. I mean, the, the Ferengi. And um, do you think his lawyer paid her off? <laughs> 130,000. And do you think that... Uh, Quat lose or gold plus... Fuck. Gold yes. pressed latinum. That's hard of, to say. One of each. Gold pressed latinum. It's not hard to say. All right. Well, anyway. Sound clown. Sound clown. <laughs> Face space. But anyway, the point is, like, he was definitely... I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, he was scummy. But, like, I also feel like you can... Well, I don't know. Like, if you were talking about... Just to pick an example, like homosexuality. You can be gay and be an asshole. That doesn't mean that it would be okay to out someone and let's, like, because being an empath, not really a good thing for a negotiator, people to know it. Mm. I'm not saying that being beta Z is the same as being gay, but I feel like outing someone as beta Z in front of, like, their colleagues at work is kind of like... The thing is, it, 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 it kind of goes hand in hand with what you want to say, like, he fucking cheated, and he and here's how. Um, because there's no other ways you, you can be like, he was conspiring with the Ferengi, and they'll be like, oh, how did he do that? And she'll she be like, I don't want to tell you, because I promised I wouldn't, but well, I no, kind of did. I mean, the thing is... That could have been pre-planned. Yeah, that, and, yeah I assumed that had been discussed I thought in that private too. between the two of them earlier. Well, and I assume that's how they found out about it, and that's why yeah. they turned up to Maleficent up the place and whatnot. Oh, you mean you think he was involved oh. that early? Yeah. Oh no. See, I don't think he got involved with Ferengi until they showed no, up. No, it's t- it's too in the Ferengi's character to be like we want in on these deals. Yeah. No. I mean, it's Look definitely. The, 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 I totally buy that the Ferengi just did just show up. Really? Oh, okay. So I guess I had thought that it was even more pre-planned than you. No, because that that doesn't. I like, give the, him I like him. the thought for what it's worth. Though. I mean, it's possible. Well, I didn't I didn't see that, but it's I. Not but worth it's much, an interesting though. thought, and certainly how many quatloos. Well, especially since, five. especially since by the end the whole thing is he wanted to convince the people with the stupid side tubes that, you know, the Federation was always getting into scraps. So who knows? Maybe he actually 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's I hadn't thought about that's that. That's very interesting. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. In the fir- I have nothing to Prior to the start of negotiations, he also insisted that they remove all the extra chairs from the conference room. <laughs> in reality, though, whose job is it to bring in more chairs? Who that's watches the watchers? Do, sure, they, do they have a fucking events coordinator on the ship? Yeah, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the no, but that would be the um the unenlisted people. I'm sure it would just. I'm sure there's some you know. Porters? Are they called porters? porters? Yeah. yeah. Well, we know, for example, that the Enterprise A had porters because we saw them setting tables. Yeah, I mean, it could. It might also just be something that's like a civilian job, like maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, totally. You could totally be the official events coordinator or events staff. I mean, again, I, I wasn't joking though when think I said that you think that, that you. I mean, somebody's got to plan for best ambassador. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. This is the Federation putting the fucking so Antidians in a fucking quarters instead of leaving them on the transporter <laughs> pad. Yeah, I mean, there's always negotiations and and. Now you're things saying going like on. that, negotiations. Stop negotiations. yourself. I don't like it. But I mean, I, I certainly, we haven't seen it in a while, but I feel like in the first two seasons, it was often implicit that that, for some reason, fell under Troy's purview. Because she's a woman? Mm. But, but like, a lot of her stuff seemed to be like, she was a ship's counselor, it was also her job to like, debrief Picard on, what's the word? Protocol? Protocol Burn and... When's it my turn? Okay, sorry. Protocol and, um... Diplomacy and shit. She even went over with him to the Sheliak ship, for example. So she's like C-3PO. Yeah. And she dealt with Reba and everything. Yeah, so like she wouldn't necessarily... She just has a thing for, for mediators, doesn't yeah. she? She wouldn't necessarily have to bring the chairs herself, but it might be her job to tell some ensign to get... She tells the boy to go get them. Wow. It's a ship of like over a thousand people. There's someone who can fetch fucking chairs. Yeah, but I mean... And it's Wesley. But again, in theory, there's someone in charge of telling Wesley to get the chair, and it's probably Troy. Huh, I don't like that. Events yeah, planner is a full-time job, as is... Well, I mean, she's as never as good Wesley. at it. But most, <laughs> most of the time on the ship, the events planner is just like planning kids' birthdays. And then it's like every, once every six months, it's like, oh, we got a big important negotiation. Okay. <laughs> Let's just make sure we have enough chairs. That's like <laughs> the thing I need to do. The only thing. The one thing. I'd like to think next time... Keep they... Jordy away from their women. Yeah. Okay, we're fine. Next time we see a negotiation on the Enterprise, I hope it's just a little joke. There's just too many chairs. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, so... Troy gets some good dick in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That's right. We got off course. I was going to respond to your thing about... Um... Oh, outing someone. I... I See, this gets... You wanted into... to get onto the big dick. <laughs> like... I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, maybe I, it kind of, kind of, you know, oh, eye for an eye, the whole world winds up blind, but I don't know if she's justified, but you can understand why she did, because she was, in some way, shape, or form, there was a violation of trust. Absolutely. And so I think she earned the right, but does anyone actually have the right, and that's probably a conversation I'm not smart enough to have. I don't feel like she, I I don't know, like, and I, I, and again, like, I guess I'm... I guess, like, maybe comparing it to being outed for being gay isn't really the same thing, but it is, like, an invisible part of the identity. Yeah, no, I, I totally get... You know I think I mean? it makes sense as a, as a metaphor, and it's... I don't know, if you want to keep the metaphor going, if you have some kind of a... An, like, say you're, you're engaged to marry someone, and you realize your husband's gay and cheating on you with a man, should I tell you this or should I not? Question marks... I think, I th- or should I out out these people? I think I think we're compa- I think we're making a, a, a bad comparison because I would say yes, outing somebody for being an empath 
who obviously doesn't want it public that they're an empath, that on its own is wrong. Yeah. I, would, I would say that's bad. But here's the problem. He is in a position as, an, as, a, as a negotiator where he's expected to be negotiating in good faith. And if he had negotiated in good faith, mm. that would be fine, even if he was using his empathic advantage. But where he went wrong is he started negotiating in bad faith when he double-crossed everybody by setting up the thing by do, making deals away from the negotiation table. You know, he made That's fair. he made that deal with the Ferengi, he made that deal with the butthead guy. And well, I don't even think I think making sub deals away from the table isn't That's necessarily frowned upon. But the thing with the Ferengi staging a thing like that, that's definitely oh, bad I mean, faith. Obviously. Yeah. Like that is definitely yeah, unquestionably bad faith negotiation. Is it like some kind of insider trading shit? I don't like, know, I don't but know. yeah, the rest of it. I don't it, know enough about you know, I think it would depend on the rules of the of the game. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, like ethically it does feel gross, but at the certainly, same time, but definitely definitely a thing with the Ferengi. Oh yeah, without oh, yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, that no, the definitely was definitely a guy I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that's a bit more Well, vague. especially because uh the Ferengi wound up like poisoning our buddy. Uh, well, yeah, the Frankie. Mendoza. Mendoza. Which, yeah, Picard suspected they were behind it, too. It sounds too much like Mimosa. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still think he's a slime ball. Yeah. But I think we're spending too much time on this top, this end of the episode, and we haven't gotten to the important part, which is the Pussy! <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were. Oh, God, the face. Poontang? <laughs> No, I was loving it. I loved her little night dress. I loved the yeah, a couple little the dresses. Blue, well, no, no, this was actually like it looked like it was actually an even like a the white sleep, one? the sleepwear that looked to me to be like sleepwear because I could Ugh. detect a nipple through the uh, wait which one the blue thing no no, no the white one oh, the, white, the white one she was in bed and he oh, was yeah. like rubbing it looks her like feet it would just fall right off of you if you rolled over though what kind of sleepwear is that uh, sexy sleepwear like the perfect like kind. A, um, it seemed to me to be like a negligee the, that, or lingerie no or, it had the sleeves like that uh, that. Like a bardeau, I think, is what that is. That what that is? cut is called is a bardeau. Yeah, also, there's a type of dance where that's the costume. Oh, I don't know. But also, had huge sleeve holes. Oh, they have sleeves, but yeah, you could like see half her friggin' rib cage. Ooh. Oh, probably not a going uh, out outfit then. Well, yeah. how is her rib cage? Is it? Can you see the ribs? No, is but it like you, a xylophone? No, style? no, you can just see. Okay, that's good. At least she's eating well. <laughs> she didn't get her eating that dick. Ah! <laughs> oh. Um. What was up with the workout wear? Because oh my god, uh, I could actually yeah. see Crusher's pussy lips. Yeah, there was definitely a little. There was uh, some lip happening, and I was yeah. not not excited. like seven of nine level, but no, but yeah. I mean nothing, nothing is, is seven of nine level. So so Ames. seven of nine dials it up to eleven. It was like it was what was the what was the species of the butthead guy? Oh, uh, a Caldonian. Yeah, it was like a little Caldonian toe. Uh. <laughs> he was uh, that's uh. funny. So was I correcting? I don't know if your researchers would have dug this up, but was I correct in my assumption that Roddenberry forced them to put that scene in? I didn't see that referenced anywhere. Because I actually kind people of people really love that scene, and I was like, people are horny. It's, it's infamous. It's not. I don't think you'll love it. I think they're it's, all like, "Oh, it's the, boy talk." They they're having a great it. talk about boys, and I'm like, "This is how they think." Fucking sci-fi is? I mean, I, I think I wouldn't have... I, I found the conversation vaguely amusing. I just wish they weren't... If they were just sitting together in 10 forward, having a drink... Yeah. Sure. It it's would, just the fact that they need to be the gratuitous stretching. It would have been I mean, way Gates more believable. I mean, is actually a dancer. No, I know. So. Oh, no wonder she was so flexible. She I was like, limber. wow. Because I was thinking, like, she's got to be... 
older than Marina Saris. I don't know by how much, by how much but I assume she's older. She actually her. helped with movement choreography for, I want to say, Labyrinth? Yes. Yes. That is right. Yeah, there's a good video of her doing that. St- starring, uh... David Goyne's Bulge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've still she never worked. seen that, you know that? Mm. I don't think she worked on The Dark Crystal, but she definitely worked on Labyrinth. Do you, think she, do you think she worked on David Bowie's Bulge? I'd like to think so. Uh, did you notice uh, Beverly's hair changed drastically between episodes? I did not. The episode before, episode before the enemy, the enemy, it was kind of up around the shoulders, and then the enemy, it was long, most of the way down her back, and then the mm. price is short again. Oh. Huh. Guess we know what production order was. <laughs> yeah. She's probably filming that Alec Baldwin movie. Oh, yeah, she has a small part in Hunt for an October, doesn't yeah. she? Um, Star Trek. All over your face. So, I was thinking it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys were talking about... Pussy? Oh, yeah. Sex. Uh, well, why, yeah. why are so, we back on this? We're done know, with this. No, so the workout scene. A, it would have been much more believable if one of them had ripped one when they were doing one of the stretches, because... Don't laugh at him. But that's what happens when you stretch <laughs> I'm out. I'm sorry, I can't help it. But fart they actually were just... stretching out, and they didn't actually fart, so... That's what I'm saying, so that's why I was like, this is clearly fake. This is like CG. This is faker than the moon landing. No, I think that they I think that they recorded over, and they dubbed over the fart. <laughs> they dubbed over the fart. <laughs> but I no, know. I think... I they think... can also do multiple takes on TV. I've done yoga two times, and I never farted. Well, I farted standing up. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I, again, I, as I was saying earlier, I don't necessarily inherently, like, yes, of course, it's boy talk, which is one thing, but it, there was something very natural about their discussion that made it feel a little real. And I liked the discussion, and I just feel like it was badly undercut by the gratuitous yeah. yoga. Is it would have been way better if they just had one of those fish bowls full of salad. Is it akin yeah. to on Game of Thrones, whenever they dump important plot points, they have, like... Sex positions? Sex in the background, or... Vaginas. I've never seen it, but probably. Yeah, yeah. I even like, I especially just enjoy the fact that you should, should I stop this? And they just were like, nah. And I like that, just being just like, fuck it. Just, just, it was sort of a, uh, to, to quote you, Caitlin, a, a get it girl moment. Because it was even after she acknowledged, like Beverly was like, yeah, I fell in love with the day once. Lasted a week. Good week. And that was nice. Just an acknowledgement that women can just kind of also just want to get fucked for a while without... Because the stereotype is that, you know, men can love them and leave them, but women have to be, like... Women aren't supposed to want sex until they're married. I think Other... it was... No, they're not supposed to want it then, either. Well, it's, like, the oldest stereotype in true. the book. True, but you know what I mean, though. They're, 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 it's just acknowledging that they can want it, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty forward-thinking for the 80s. Yeah. There, were, there was a bunch of reference to Troy specifically also being very stressed lately. Mm. Uh, we only see a little bit of it when she's trying to coax her replicator to <laughs> make her a real hot chocolate or a hot uh, a real a chocolate ice cream. Sundays. Oh, yeah. And she's never used a replicator before, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But there were a bunch of cut scenes of her doing counseloring work hmm. uh, to show how fucking busy she is and how, like, like, exhausted she must be all the time. She apparently would have been giving O'Brien counseling regarding his girlfriend, Mitzi. 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 That's a stripper name. Regarding Mitzi. O'Brien's stripper, Mitzi. And also giving <laughs> Wesley some Kato. counseling about uh, how his mommy wouldn't let him go to a party. That's stupid. I'm glad those scenes are cut. But I, okay, I'm going to have perhaps an unpopular opinion here because... Mm-hmm. She should have gotten strawberry ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that this episode... I think that this episode and this Troy storyline in particular about this episode was boring. And I also think that it did nothing to improve my already low opinion of the Troy character. 
I don't think the writers did any favors to the character because every Troy-centric episode, it seems, is oh, a fucking is a fucking romance. Yeah, and like, it's, you're it's right. A, it's like and like it might. It's not just the banging. It's just that it's like we don't get scenes of her doing her job. Really, I mean, other than like, it's like, like, well, they cut those scenes last week of her counseling dead kid. No, nope. yeah. dead mom kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counseling um, a dead. Kid yeah, like so, like she <laughs> she does her job either incidentally as part of the outer plot, but there's not there hasn't been a Troy centric plot on the show. I don't think that has not been a romance plot either yeah. with Wyatt Derp or with Reva, Reva or this bonehead. Yeah. You know, it's like... There was the child. That one specifically didn't have a romantic part. But it did have the only other purpose Hollywood sees for women. Yeah. Bearing children. Exactly. So I I just feel like the the Troy character still isn't being given... Anything good to do. Yeah. I will say, I didn't find her plot boring. I just found it deeply cringy because... Because of Raul? Yeah, he was a creep, and I hated him, and whenever he was trying to seduce her, I was like, no, you're awful. Why isn't she fucking kicking you out? Stop eating her hair. No, if I was her, I would have been all about it. Also, I don't quite like the fact that both times when he was... Well, the time when he was shitty to her, when they were having dinner... Fishbowl dinner. (laughs) It was him that walked Oh, no, I accidentally ate from the terrarium. Which I feel like... like you know, at that point, I, 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 I kind of, like he was always the one doing the walkout. He walked mm. out. Then the the final scene with them, where like she's like, "No, I'm I have a job. I'm not going to leave my job for you." He just like walks out. Well, she can't walk out. Those are her quarters. I, I, that's even more badass, though, isn't it? <laughs> um, here, you live here now, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> Don't eat from my terrarium. <laughs> Excuse me. What? Not Reva. What's this guy's Raul, name? Raul. Raul. Excuse me, Ralva. I have to go. I got work. What is it with Rawls? They're always little dicks. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I, Raul I, wasn't crazy about, I wasn't crazy about this episode as a whole. I think I liked it, but it definitely made me uncomfortable. But I kind of assumed that was the point. I'm more interested in the genetics of irises. Because <laughs> Rawl has irises. Flowers? Oh, and uh, so Troy yeah, doesn't. He is only a quarter Beta Z. Mm. Oh, I see where you're going. He doesn't have black eyes. But he had those baby blues. Maybe they're contacts so because he's hiding the fact that he's but an he's empath. Al- but he's also only a quarter empath. So I guess, you know, there's recessive and, the and dominant traits. So I guess, you know, the human. He's more human than not. Mm. And until the end, until really his scheme comes unwound, he has, he. I mean, that's when he gets his black eye. On his reputation. <laughs> oh! <laughs> ah. Yeah, no, that was forced. Oh, Great. Uh, I think it's a black mark on his record. I don't think. I don't think he's a black guy. That's a black. Okay, whatever. Cool. Um, Love you. But anyway, but anyway, it is interesting that he that he's the first Beta Z type person we've met that does not have the black eye. Yeah. Do you think he's got a brown eye? Uh, I mean, of course it did. Ames, you've been trying to say something. I've been trying to say, yeah, it's fine. You know who I was looking into was Leor. The uh, the actor playing Leor was uh, Kevin Peter Paul. Was this the the tall the tall thing with, with the, the head and, yeah, the, and okay. the hoof hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in real life was seven foot two. Holy fuck! He Damn. played at least. I mean, I on the Wikipedia he's seven two in a 
well, TNG book I read, they said 7-4, so I'm going to average him out and say 7-3. Sure. He notoriously played a lot of monsters because when you're tall, you play a lot of monsters. Look at Doug uh, Jones. He played the Predator in The Predator. The original? Yeah. Oh, wow. And he also played Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. No fuck. No way. The show or the movie or both? Both. No shit. I didn't see that uh, and, then he, and then he died yeah. at age 35. Well, that's yeah, what that's, that's, a lot yeah. Which... Well, not not associated with uh, with any height related issues. He died of age related pneumonia from oh, contracting sad. HIV from a blood transfusion. Uh, that sucks. Which really sucks because I thought he was cool. He was cool. Now, who played John Lithgow in Harry and the Hendersons? John Lithgow. Oh, right. In the show and the movie. Did John Lithgow play John I Lithgow? I don't think he was in the show. I don't think he was. David Suchet was in the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. As a smaller Yeti. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's little Bigfoot. Oh no, not that. <laughs> yeah, thing. It's that thing. Um, oh, you know what? I forgot to look for. I wrote this down. I saw it in like three different places when I was looking up this episode. But there's a moment when uh, Damon Goss is in Ten Forward talking to a woman, and he's supposed to make some kind of a gesture, and the gesture has has been defined as him explaining how big his dick is. Oh, no. I saw him talking to the woman. I didn't see the gesture, but I did see her reject him. So that was great. <laughs> Yeah, some random, some random yellow shirt. Well, no, I mean, I saw him interacting with her, too, but I didn't see the dick movement. That's horrible. Well, it's good to know that Ferengi. that shit's universal, I guess. Now, the poison that they used on... Menende- Men- Men- Mendoza. Mendoza. The poison they used on him, was that... I was listening to the explanation. Was that literally concentrated Ferengi sweat? I think it was concentrated Ferengi blood. Well, specifically... Some sort of something extracted from the Daimon's blood. I think what they had to do for that was they extracted stuff from, from Goss's blood so that they could put it on his hand without it killing him. Okay. I think that's how that So worked. it was this regular poison. poison that they made. They made it they made they made so that it wouldn't hurt whoever whoever's DNA it gave it. Oh really? You know, I think, interesting. I think that's so how it we are so obviously the poisoning was off screen, but I can only assume that like Mendoza shattered. Mendoza walked no, like like <laughs> Mendoza like walks into a room and there's Damon fuckface and and Damon Showing him like, how big his like, dick is. Put her there, pal. Like who shakes hands with a Ferengi? <laughs> like, really? That just well, seems like a bad it's idea. Negotiations, you gotta have to do it. You gotta play the game. Yeah, I guess so, but I bet that's a rule of acquisition. Never shake hands. It must be because you'll get all fucked up. Yeah. Shat all the way down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and the party planners there with the vacuum. Now we need the fewer chairs. Damn it, I brought all these chairs. Computer, more chairs. Real chairs. And a goddamn ice cream for Troy. Just beaming yeah, beaming chairs in from everywhere. No. Here's the thing, right? So, Riker was in the conference room at the beginning, right? When yep. Damon showed up mm-hmm. and the Frankie showed up. But so was Mendoza. Yeah. Picard kicked the other two Ferengi out, being like, no, there can only be one representative from each party. Now, Picard's there because he's the host. Why was Riker there? Bringing chairs. Because he's the <laughs> first host. No, you're right. That's a good question. Maybe he wasn't meant to stay. Maybe he was just yeah. helping Picard. Well, but also, they weren't really representatives co-host. in that way, were they? Yeah, no. I, I, he may be also serving in a diplomatic capability, but not as a negotiator. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? I, I did like Riker's interaction with Rahl. 
Yeah, and that was pretty forward. good. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a really good ex boyfriend then when yeah. when yeah. Rawl is trying to like make him feel emas- uh, demascul- emasculated. Emasculated. Yeah. Emasculated. That's the correct. You know, he went back to his quarters and found a picture of Troy and cut her face out though, right? Yeah, and then fucked the photo. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow, his dick is small. It was a big. It was, a, it was an eight by ten. <laughs> 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 it was a big photo and it was a close up on her face. Yikes. Uh, okay. Yikes. Yeah, he was also full of shit, though. No ex boyfriend would ever say that. Especially not an ex boyfriend. I mean, he was, still yeah, he was, he was doing the bigger man thing. <laughs> yeah, but in reality, I think we know who was the bigger man. Mm, well, Worf. Troy certainly does. Because he's got two of them. That doesn't necessarily mean they're big. They could be two. No, I said, and he's got two of them. Oh, because he could have two chodes. We don't know. Yeah, so I hated that guy. I thought he was a really good antagonist, and that is definitely what I thought of him as through the whole episode. Mm-hmm. He just seems smarmy. Yeah, he's, he's a, smarm. Yeah, he's a smarmy predator creep. Yeah, I thought the the romance between Data and Jordy was much better. <laughs> that that is is coming along really nicely. They're very cute. Oh God! But the fucking effects. In oh the- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The little the disco lights. <laughs> really like. Guys, <laughs> yeah, can we can we somehow get that clip, loop it, and put generic dance house you music on? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like glow bowling mm. in like the early two thousands. Yeah. I want to give or laser um, tag. I I want to give a Picard's epic eye roll when he's in his quarters in the or in the ready room, and the Frankie's like, you know, that probably might, that might already exist. It better be because it was it was epic. I'm um, pretty sure I've seen some Picard eye roll gifts out there. His so eye roll game is strong. Mm. It is on point. Good episode though. I liked it. Even if, again, it made me uncomfortable, but again, I assume that's kind of yeah. the point. So. Two good episodes, I thought. I thought yeah. this week was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's so a couple was... just random questions, just because I was thinking about the, the Barzans. Mm. The um, Barzans. And how they have this wormhole. They, they say that it's their first true natural resource, to which I say, how the fuck do you people exist if you don't have any of their other natural well, maybe, resources maybe on they the have, Maybe they have resources for their own sustenance, but they don't have anything worth trading. Hmm. It could be. I mean, they also say that they, they haven't yet mastered space travel. Yeah, so how All the they know how to do is throw pods at things. Who contacted them first? That was my question. Like, what do we, how do we know them? But it's apparently not Federation space, so... Yeah, it's got to be some, you know, they, they probably... They throw a pod one day, and they're like, caught it! Yeah. up? It dinged a... Put the coconut to your ear, hello? Well, maybe they, yeah. Dinged a Vulcan in the head. Like, you know, they land, this yours. Well, we know that a lot, of, a lot of other... Um, species, a lot of other races don't have the same prohibitions yeah. that the Federation has, so it's quite possible that... Oh, somebody else contacted them Yeah, first. the Ferengi, yeah. possibly. Somebody made contact the with The Cloven them. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did say they had, they, they've been relying on other people for generations, so it could be they had just run out of resources. Nuclear war. Something. It's why they have to wear those stupid tubes on their faces. I will say Ben's eye oh, no, tubes, they, they, they way say, cooler. They said that they're... they're planet was inhospitable to, like, other races, which is why they had to have the talks on the Enterprise. Oh, I had missed that line. Yeah, yeah, they said, and I was thinking, maybe that's why you need these tubes, because you're acclimated to down there. Yeah, so it's yeah. how they breathe. Like I said, like Benzite, but Benzite yeah, yeah. look But not, like, better. pepper, peppermint scented. Vape harmonica is more your speed? Mm. It just it just looked silly. I didn't like it. The yeah, vapor, no, the, va- the, the vape harmonica no, the didn't vape look silly gorgeous. at all, for sure. I guess I enjoyed that it had an effect, so I'm willing to overlook and I just, I don't know, I, I didn't like it. Are you I didn't talking, like the whole makeup. Are you talking about the, the Barzans the or the Benzites? The Barzans. I didn't like their whole okay, look. because the Benzites are perfect. No, Benzites are fun. They're great. <laughs> the Benzites are perfect. 
perfectly annoying sometimes. Take that, the one that wasn't the one from the one. Listen, listen. I don't think they were that annoying, but that's just because most of their scenes were with Wesley, so it's kind of skewed the... Yeah, it's true, by comparison. Um, Not as annoying as Wesley. Talk about damning with faint praise. (laughs) Not as annoying as... Fuck, I've forgotten his name. No. Who are you trying to think? Wesley? What character? What does he look like? T.O.S. Wesley. Oh, Wesley, check off. No, <laughs> no. To my mind, had Riley, Riley, Riley oh, had Riley. Riley stuck around more, I think no one would give Wesley any shit. Because Riley, in his like two or three appearances, as far as I'm concerned, two way more annoying hey, than hey, fucking Wesley. In one of them, he was drunk, and in mm. the other one, he found his daddy's killer. Yeah, I still fuck him. Yeah, but when Wesley found his daddy's killer, he was like, "Can I work for you?" <laughs> Aww. Can you be my new dad? He's his dad. I don't know if I believe that, but I just feel like we've we've run with that so much at this point. We have to I pretend think, to believe. I think it's a pretty it's fairly now. standard meme. I, it was news to me. I assumed from day one, like ah, there's something going on here. Actually, the the, the real secret is that thanks to uh, a later temporal accident, his Wesley's his own dad. No, oh no, I was no, I was fucking. Grandpa. Julian Grandpa's Bashir okay. is his father. Mm. I think the only real mystery is whether she's born with it or if it's Maybelline. Maybelline ceased to exist in the 22nd century. Hostile buyout. Mm. 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 That was a terrible joke. I apologize. Mm. You, just use your, you use a phaser and blow something at your face. There we go. Jake, get, get us out of here. Um, sure. Jake Craig. us out. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Sorry, sorry Ames. Okay. Oh, I didn't hear. I was, that was, oh, I was grunting at something Chris did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, two episodes. Sounds like we had a pretty positive response to these. I felt it was a little more mixed bag, but my some... positive what human was response was, it was I wasn't crazy about uh, the price. price? Yeah. Uh, well, my positive human response was blocking out my beta Z response. <laughs> Apparently. Hey. So. Okay. Well, so that's it for these two episodes. Next time on. Star Trek to steer her by. Yep, podcast. We'll, that sounds, that sounds the podcast. <laughs> we will have two episodes. The Vengeance Factor. Ooh, ooh, Vengeance Factor. Vengeance Factor Eight. Warp Factor Nine. Yeah. See, that was the joke. I liked it. And the Defecator. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Close. I'm talking about Defector. Oh, the Defector. The defector. Ugh! Oh, I defected. Thank <laughs> you, jettisoned Finney. Oh, no. Um, so those are two episodes. Defector's a good episode. I don't remember how good this one was, but we'll find out next time mm. on A Star to Steer Her By podcast. Until then, you can find us online at Facebook. Search for A Star to Steer Her By. We're also on Twitter and Tibbler. SSHB Podcast. Download our podcast from SoundCloud and find us on iTunes.com slash Apple and search for A Star to Steer Her By. We're also on your phone in your Google and your iPod cast app. We already, we've already downloaded ourselves on there. On your podcast app. He does it it every week. You're not used to this yet? No, it's fucking hilarious. If you have an iPod, 
you could sync us using a firewire cable. If you have a Zoom, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> Sorry. Or, or your Star Lord. Yeah. Um, I what, have an Etch-a-Sketch. What, what do I do? A lot of people say the Zoom was a good device. I never had one. So Me neither. It seemed it. pretty good, but I didn't have one either. Yeah. Just another, like, failed Microsoft hardware endeavor. Anywho, so that's how you find us. Yep. I mentioned the other thing. Yep. <laughs> um, so do that stuff. And I'm Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. The end. Be sure to... Tip whoever brings the chairs. Yes, Yay! Sure tip your More party chairs! Planner. Maybe it's like maybe it's like the game Crystallis. What's the game? It's a, it's an NES game, and it's in the future, but it's like old times, and there's a guy and he has a sword, and there's aliens, but they're kind of like butterflies. Butterfly like? Are they? Kinda. And I thought I think that's where the title comes from, but it's got, it's like got some really great eight bit era music. You said it was SNES. It was NES. Oh, it was a Nintendo. It was pre S. Was a Nintendo. I thought you I thought you said it was how much and of this do you remember? A lot of it. There were all of the music. That's, that's the music? How the fuck? I, I couldn't possibly this remember great, music like, from the game scene of that game. 15 years ago. More than that. Do you ever play Iron Sword? No. It's about a little knight. What does the music sound like? What's his sword made out of? Oh, wait, no.